Armoire makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Armoire, you can build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles will show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, you just swap them out for more new-to-use styles. Since having kids, I have kind of lost my personal style and I'm using Armoire to help me find it again while trying out different brands and styles without having to add more physical stuff to my wardrobe. And I have a few events that are coming up that I know I am going to want some fancier items to wear than the items that I own. And I don't really want to go shopping for items that are going to sit in my closet without being worn after that one day. I hate the waste that that creates and I love that Armoire allows you to rent high quality designer clothing for any occasion and then send it back. I'm just really grateful that I have Armoire to help me dress for the occasion without having to add something to my closet permanently that I know I'm only gonna be wearing once. Right now, my listeners can give Armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armwire today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Minimalish, a podcast where we talk about simplifying our stuff, our lives, our motherhood, all in a realistic way so that we can make room for what matters. We're not here for perfectly tidy homes or seeing how much we can possibly declutter. We're here for living with less, realistically. It's going to look different for all of us, but we're not really focused on how our version of minimalism looks anyways. We're focused on how it feels. I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Here's this week's episode. Welcome back to Minimalish. We just spent the last two episodes exploring what it looks like to simplify the back to school season and move into this season with intentionality. Whatever school looks like for you and your family, if you've got school-aged kids, maybe it's already started for you or maybe it's coming soon. 
but I know it's on our minds. And for me, I was kind of vague about this the whole series because we have been going, not necessarily going back and forth, but I have just not really wanted to say anything until I was as sure as sure can be, which means we already started. So I I feel like I can say this now. We are homeschooling this year. So that's what school looks like for us. And even though it looks different than what school has always looked like in my mind, for me, um, the rest of my life, it still feels like a busier season. And it's still a return back to some sort of routine. It's, oh, it's a new routine for us. But for many of us, we are going back to something. Maybe you're just starting. Maybe you're sending a kindergartner off to school or just starting homeschool like we are. And it is a whole different thing to just be just starting. I have had so many emotions towards the end of this summer as we have been thinking through school and starting kindergarten. So with all of that said, I wanted to do one more episode as kind of like a conclusion on this simplifying back to school series. And I wanted to dive into the four pillars of a minimalish life. And if you have listened to the podcast for a while, I did this back, I think in the spring, we did four pillars to a minimalish summer. And I mentioned that these four pillars are something that I was brainstorming at the end of last year. And they are kind of four things to think through for me, at least, that help me keep life focused on what matters and also keep the clutter at bay. So we will talk about those four pillars today, how we can apply them to the back to school season. But first... I have a few things that I want to encourage you to reflect on, and they are some of the things that I asked my guests over the last couple of weeks. The first question that I asked my guests on these back to school episodes, and now the question that I want to ask you is, how are you feeling really about the back to school season? Like, how are you feeling right now? Whether you already sent your kids off or not, or whether you already started back to whatever school looks like for you. One thing that I thought was interesting about both interviews was that both moms felt a bittersweet feeling, even though back to school looked so different for both of them. It was, if you didn't listen to the episodes, um, Diana was my first guest and she was about to send her kids back to school as we were talking. And then my second guest was Mandy and she was about to start a new year of homeschooling. Even though they kind of homeschool year round, they were kind of refreshing for the new grade level or the new year at the time. So a very different path for both of them, but they were both still feeling hard feelings. And I think that that's just so true for so many of us. This time of year can feel really hard, whether you're realizing that your baby is getting close to graduation. Can't imagine how that feels. Um, or you just wish summer was longer and you had more time with your kids or maybe you're exhausted from just the change up of routine that the summer brings and you're you're so ready for back to school and the internet is making you feel guilty for that i don't know there can just be so many different feelings i know i am feeling a kind of mourning for the typical traditions that I experienced as someone who has been part of public schools for so long. And even though I feel like homeschool is our best choice for this year, it's still really hard to accept that those typical back to school 
experiences aren't going to happen for us. And it's really hard to question if that really matters. And I've decided that, you know, it's kindergarten. It doesn't really matter for us this year. And that's why I, I've moved forward and we're, we're all good. But it's still just sitting with those feelings and acknowledging them. And that's just my example. But what, what are you feeling during this back to school season? And it's probably a mix. It's probably like we all kind of have felt um, in the in the interviews that I did the past couple of weeks. It's bittersweet because there might be feelings of excitement and there also might be hard feelings along with that. It's okay to feel hard things this time of year. It doesn't mean that we are making the wrong decisions or we need to make changes of some sort. I think it's just important that we reflect and acknowledge those feelings and move forward from there. My second question and another question I asked my guests the past couple of episodes is what are your back to school no's? No doubt that if we have school-aged kids this season is busier in some sort of way. Even if your kids aren't involved in a lot of after school activities the back to school rush can just be a busier time of year in general and events and things like that. So we might have to say no to some things. This is a really good time to practice our ability to say no, to exercise that no muscle, because when things get busier, sometimes the best thing we can do is let go of something or just put limits on something in some sort of way. So what could you say no to during this back to school season? Even if it's just like saying no to chaotic mornings. Okay, well, that's not necessarily letting go of something, but that is looking at what is a way that I can shift our routines so that I have less chaotic mornings, if that makes sense. It doesn't just have to be like, I'm saying no to this after school activity, or I'm saying no to signing up for this myself so that I can be more present with my kids when they get home from school. What are your no's? No's can be more than just like a tangible thing on your schedule. So I just brainstormed a quick back to school no and yes list for myself, because I love this practice of just doing no's and yeses. Um, so I thought I would share them with you. My back to school knows are gourmet dinners. And I put that in quotes because I never make gourmet dinners, but it's just more of a mindset that I'm just saying no to trying to measure up to this fake thing in my head that I'm supposed to do, which is make my family gourmet dinners because I'm not, I don't need to do that. And you'll see, I have an, a yes that kind of counters this. So, um, my second no is engaging in quote unquote why homeschool conversations that are rooted in judgment versus curiosity like I am so happy to talk about why we're choosing this but not if the conversation is coming at it from a place of judgment which I think you know I'm only going to experience that from people that I actually love and that are close to me but yeah I know that they will come so I'm just I'm just saying no to them I don't need to engage in them I'm saying no to a strict schedule and doing every subject every day for us. I'm saying no to long workouts, which I will talk about this later, um, why I'm doing that. And then I am saying no to an overabundance of new school stuff. As I talk through the four pillars, those no's are going to come back up. So you can listen for those. Um, my back to school yeses are yes to community to consistent movement, as in consistently moving my body, saying yes to prioritizing fun, 
saying yes to getting outside and adventures while it's still warm out around here, saying yes to prioritizing the the student-teacher relationship, which I think is so funny. The reason I wrote it like that is because it's a reminder for me as a former teacher that was always really important. And although I definitely have a very good relationship with my student, which is my own child, I just want to remind myself that continuing to prioritize our relationship is a huge reason why I even want to homeschool. So prioritizing that over the kind of nitty gritty, all the things in my mind that I think we should get done in a day, connection is going to be most important. And then yes to simple and nourishing food, which is my counter to the gourmet dinners and saying yes to early mornings. So those are all of my yeses. And this is just a list that I jotted down. Really, you know, you know, I could look at this more and prioritize like what are really the most important ones to focus on. But I just wanted to share my list with you and I hope it encourages you to make your own list. So I did kind of move on to my third question there, which is what are your back to school yeses? And I really think another way to think of the yeses is really just what are the most important things for you to prioritize during this time of year? What are the things you'll want to focus on most? Even traditions that you want to prioritize. Other things you want to say yes to with your kids as they're going through a transition as well. All right, so now that we've talked about those three questions that we have seen as a theme in the last few episodes, I want to talk about the four pillars to a minimalish life and how we can apply those to the school year and just the back to school season. So the four pillars of minimalish living are live with less. That's number one. Number two is know your values. Number three, declutter your mind. And number four, move towards contentment. And I think how we can live minimalish and live focused on the things that matter is just to come back to kind of these pillars throughout the year and apply them as we are planning for new seasons. So I thought it would be good to come back to as an episode for this back to school season. So what can we do to live with less stuff in the back to school season? How can we apply that first pillar? Back to school can come with a lot of stuff, like a lot of papers that come in and back to school shopping and clutter can build up fast and it's already a season where our schedules are shifting. So it's a season that can be stressful. So adding clutter to that, it's not the fun thing. It's not the best idea, right? It's just gonna add to the stress. So while there might be more mess for some of us. There might be less mess for others, right? Because your kids are out of your house more. Regardless of what it might look like, I just thought of a couple of things that might be a good area to focus on as we move into this season. So Diana mentioned the pantry and the food, and I thought that was a really great spot to live with less and, and declutter and think of some kind of system for around our food. But just a couple of other ideas is One, you don't need a new everything for the back-to-school season. So I think applying this mindset to -to back-to-school shopping, probably a great way to do this, to live with less stuff. Because again, it's like a marketing event, right? It is an event that makes us and also enforces to our kids and they are growing up learning that we need new stuff for this transition. We need new stuff 
to make us successful in this transition. And that's just not the case. Like if you need new school supplies, get new school supplies. But if you have stuff that is still in working condition and is usable, then use it. So I think that that is where I'm focusing on living with less Especially with homeschooling, I have definitely felt like I need to have enough stuff for that. But really, what do I actually need? So what are the most important things for your kids to have new for the school season? Maybe it is that they want a few new things to wear, or maybe they actually grew out of stuff and they do need new things to wear. But maybe even if they don't need it, maybe like one new outfit to make them feel confident on their first day. Or maybe they feel great when they have like a new pack of crayons. I don't know, whatever it is, we're going to look at what we have and go from there. I think not only is that one, like budget friendly, but two, it helps enforce a mindset for our kids and model use it up, wear it out mentality that is important and helps us fight that consumerism that comes at us this time of year. And helps our kids know that we can go into something confidently without new stuff. Like new stuff is not what brings us our confidence. New stuff is not what allows us to start something well, right? Okay, so other areas of the home, like I'm going to focus on our entry area because as we homeschool, I'm planning on getting out of the house with both of my kids more because I I do have them both. I can't just um, take my kindergartner out and about to meet up with people and and do adventures and field trips and things like that. I've got to take a one-year-old with me as well. So with that in mind, getting out of the house with kids really stresses me out. And if we were doing school, like public school, then I would feel the same way. I would want to focus on our entry area and even like our systems for getting out of the house. And that would be a big focus for me. And it is a big focus for me when it comes to this first pillar for the back to school season. So what are some ways that you can live with less as we move into this part of the year? All right, pillar number two deals with our days. It's about knowing our values, but not just knowing our values, knowing our values and aligning our days to them. Now, this isn't gonna look perfect in any season of the year. This is just listing out our values and looking at our specific days and thinking, okay, what can we tweak? What can we move around? Not so that it's like this perfect ideal day, but rather so that we are just shifting a little bit so that our days are more in focus of our values. So with the back to school season, I think this can be tough because our lives pick up and maybe your family like loves that. And maybe just the fact that you know, after school activities start and you're more involved with friends and community and whatever else, maybe just that is like a natural inclination towards your values. I think what is important here is to just look at what has worked in the past or what hasn't worked when it comes to our days. Um, Have you felt too busy maybe last school year? Did it feel chaotic? Did it feel like too much for your kids? Or were mornings really chaotic? What might have worked? What might have not worked? What was stretching your family thin? And as you reflect on that, think about how you can shift things for this year. Maybe there's a boundary to put on the amount of extracurricular activities your kids can sign up for this year. Or maybe there's something you need to say no to 
that is just seeming like, okay, it's too hard to squeeze this meeting into my day. Or when I do this, then I miss out on time with my kids, which is most important during this season. I'm just giving you random examples, but it's all about what's important to you and your family and how can you just make little tweaks or put boundaries on things to align your days to those most important things. Maybe it looks like adding something like a family game night or a Thursday family dinner that you are going to make sure that like, you know, one day a week, your whole family is going to be home at that time so you can sit down together amidst a busy season where everyone's coming and going, right? This is going to be very personal, but I just think it's something to think through. Another thing for this pillar is to think about your own specific like capacity. And if things are picking up at this time of year, are things that are important to you falling by the wayside? Like, are you letting things drop that are actually really important to you and really matter to making you like the best version of you? So instead of letting things drop out completely, I encourage you to think about how you can kind of push things around and move things around so that they still happen, but they might have to happen at a different time. So What I mean by this is like, okay, is working out or moving your body, is that really important to you? For me, I need to do that pretty regularly to to feel my best. Um, I need my like morning journaling and devotional time to feel like the best version of me. And I need to wake up earlier than my kids at least a little bit to feel like the best version of me. It's going to look different during this season to fit all of that in. And I am not a schedule person. And you might have heard me in my nose earlier say that I'm saying no to a strict schedule. And I really more so meant that about the school day with my daughter because I actually made a schedule for myself. But to figure out how I am going to make sure that these things happen, I scheduled them in to kind of like a model week. And I'm going to shift it as each week comes and plan it as each week comes but I really time blocked out my days in Google Calendar because I felt like I'm, I'm going to need this for this season. It's definitely going to be a busier season for us. And I am very prone to just letting, taking care of myself, the things to take care of myself. I'm, I'm letting those, I'm prone to letting those things slip by and slip away basically when I'm focused on other things and when things get busy. So I want to make sure that doesn't happen because I really do need to also focus on taking care taking care of myself so that I can be my best for my family during this season. So I wanted to encourage you in that as well. Like what are your priorities to also taking care of yourself and make a schedule if you need to to find where they're going to fit into pockets of your day so that you don't let these things slip by in a busier season. Another thing that I have been doing kind of along with that schedule is using Alexa to keep me on track. So using my like echo thing. Um, I cannot believe that I didn't try this already because I am the worst at getting out the door on time, like especially with my kids to go somewhere and get there on time. And Alexa can keep me on track and give me reminders of like when I need to be actually moving out the door so that I still have 10 minutes till I actually need to be leaving because it takes that long. So that's just a quick tip for you. Um, I don't know if that fully has to do with this pillar, but 
it's just something I thought of that I wanted to share because I have time blindness and Alexa definitely helps me with that. All right. The third pillar is to declutter your mind. And I'm going to keep this pillar short and simple, but as we've been talking about this time of year being more full, being busier, sometimes more stressful even, what is the most stressful part of the back to school season for you? What makes this season feel stressful? Is it the mornings? Is it pickup? Is it something in between? Does the week feel chaotic with all of the schedules that you have to kind of coordinate? And what rhythms would be helpful to you? Where is a small pocket of time where you can do the things you love? We kind of just talked about that. Take care of yourself um, so that you can be best for your family. What I think is most helpful for us to declutter our minds at any season, at any time when we're feeling this like stress of a busy new season starting or just stress of too much stuff on our plate, what I think we can do is just brain dump all of it. So that's a great way to kind of tangibly declutter our minds is give yourself a little bit of time, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, sit down with a notebook and brain dump all the things that are stressing you out about the season. And then from there, maybe solve a few of them. Maybe look at, okay, these are actually the things that are weighing on me most. What can I do? Is it a new schedule or routine that I need to try and put into place, a new habit I need to build? Is it something that I just need to work on letting go of, like a mindset or some kind of guilt I'm feeling? But that brain dump is a way to tangibly declutter our minds. And then the last pillar, pillar number four, is to move towards contentment. So how does this apply to the school year? Well, the school year can come with comparison. The back to school season can come with comparison. Every season can come with comparison, but I think this is a season that is big on comparison. And I wrote this episode before I had my conversation with Mandy Davis last week, where she mentioned this idea too, that it's really easy to kind of compare our kids and be worried about them because of where they're at academically. But I know I'm not alone in this feeling because that that kind of came up in our conversation, but it's not just about their education, right? So as we go towards this back to school season, we might hear about our friends' kids doing a bunch of educational camps this summer or another kid in your child's class that took a million vacations and you're feeling like you didn't do enough this summer or your kid isn't keeping up in a certain subject and you're feeling really stressed out about that. I just want to, one, encourage you that comparison is never the answer. In that sense, I think that the kind of keeping up with the Joneses mentality can come up easily during this time of year when your kid gets around a bunch of other kids again and you maybe are around their parents more and seeing what others have and seeing what others have done. And I just encourage you in that aspect to bring it back to what actually matters to you. I think it's hard to sometimes know even what we want or what we care about because of social media. Like sometimes we don't even know what we actually want because we have looked at others' lives so much. And that can happen in person too when we're talking to people about their summers and during this back to school season. People you might not have seen in the summer, but people you're seeing because of back to school. With that said, if you're feeling this, 
if you're feeling guilty about how much you did this summer, if you're feeling guilty about what your family has and doesn't have, I should say, and you're struggling with discontentment, I encourage you to think about what actually matters. And remember that having new shiny things or fancy vacations or whatever it might be, like there's a reason that you do not have those things or you're not doing those things right now. But more importantly, when it comes to the comparison and that can pop up within school and within our academics, as a former teacher, what matters is that you're supporting your kid. I have seen how comparison can really steal the joy of students who might be just taking a little more time to learn something than someone else or didn't get a good of, as good of a grade as someone else or wasn't accepted into the whatever program that someone else was. And the expectations on a kid in a typical school day, those expectations are a lot. I think they're too much. Like I said, as a former teacher, this is my <laughs> professional opinion, especially at the middle and high school level. I just saw kids so stressed out by these expectations that were on them. So as a parent, I just, this is how I feel as a parent myself and what I want to prioritize as my child grows. And I want to encourage you to, you know, I'm not trying to tell you what to do as a parent and what to make most important, but if you're offering a supportive and loving and restful environment for everyone at home, including yourself, I think that that's most important. And that is going to help your kids succeed more than comparison ever will. So keep your eyes on your own paper, (laughs) everyone involved, right? You, your kids, and teach them to do the same for themselves as comparison pops up in their lives, whether it's comparing themselves academically or comparing what they have to someone else or what they do to someone else. The amount of comparison that can happen in a school setting, I think it can set us up for a lifetime of comparing and measuring up and discontentment if we allow it. So to kind of combat this, just some ideas, um, you could start like a simple gratitude practice as a family on the way to school drop off or in the mornings over breakfast or after school, whatever time of day would work. Um, Maybe a podcast to encourage you as a mom on the way home or something that is going to help ground you in contentment. My simple morning list journal is kind of created for that purpose. And when I make that a regular practice in my day, I feel so much more content because I work on letting go of things and I work on focusing on gratitude and focusing on my own purpose. And that helps me a lot. So if you can find some type of rhythm, routine, that's going to help both you and your kids just walk a little towards contentment and gratitude, because gratitude really is at the center of contentment, then I think that that is going to, even if it's simple, a simple practice, it makes a big difference. If you want to look into Simple Morning Lists and do that along with me, that is at simplemorninglist.com. And it was recently brought to my attention that if you go to simplemorninglist.com, it only shows you like the U.S version of it on Amazon, but you can find it in other countries. So you just have to search simple morning lists on Amazon and then you can find it wherever you are. I think, I think it's everywhere. I think you should be able to get it as long as you have access to Amazon. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope that it helped you kind of reflect on where you're at this season and, and what's most important to you. 
and how you can focus on those things and walk towards contentment as you move into this season. I hope the best for you and your kids if you are going back to school right now or if you are in this season. I hope it goes well for you. And if you enjoyed this episode, would you share it with a friend or share it wherever you like to share things, social media, wherever. I am so grateful for you for that. And I will talk to you right back here again next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.